Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. This week's episode is sponsored by Lexi and Teal. Lexi and Teal is a British silk accessories brand providing mulberry silk eye masks and pillowcases because, as they say, everybody deserves a good night's sleep. For those of you new to luxurious silk like me, grade 6A mulberry silk is the absolute best you can buy and is exactly what Lexi and Teal create their made-to-last products with. Whether you want a honeymoon perfect wedding gift in ivory or to fall asleep on a pillow of ocean blue, or if you're a sucker for rose gold like most millennial women, Lexi and Teal have a range of six beautiful colours to suit your style and taste. Founded by Amelia Allen in 2020, inspired by both her heritage, she is Mauritian, Indian and Scottish, but also the conflict between luxury and its inevitable environmental impact with sustainability in mind they order small quantities from suppliers meaning reduce wastage limit the plastic they use with delivery bags that being biodegradable and to minimize their carbon footprint they use ships rather than planes to have the goods delivered find them online at lexiandteal.com and on all the socials at lexiandteal let's move into today's show Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Thank you for being here and listening. We wanted to um, focus on something a little bit different to our regular sort of structure this episode Um, and what we've decided to do is um, we started this um, podcast in 2018. Um, Obviously it's 2021 now, quite a lot of time has passed and we thought it'd be a nice opportunity opportunity to sort of reflect on how different the world is now how different we are now what's the same um and we wanted to actually uh, first of all look at um the definition of free now we've spoke about this a few times during the, the three years we've been recording um we began um calling the podcast free and figure it out because me and Charles were both single when we started the podcast we wanted that to be part of the brand but we didn't want to use the word single we then looked at a million words that meant single and they were all very negative and derogatory and so we felt that free um felt like a good fit um and the figuring it out was kind of always there that was just us like sort of you know the the whole premise of the podcast was us sort of discussing day-to-day things and and bigger world issues and and our views and opinions as a black woman and a queer woman and um yeah so we wanted to start off with what our definition of free is now so Sherelle I'll let you go first I think originally I spoke about how free was a word that I felt was actually used too much. And I was really happy that we chose it for the podcast. And I think it absolutely did sum up how I felt being single in terms of just like being independent, being able to make all my own choices, very much could do what I want when I wanted. But I didn't particularly feel in that time that I suppose the level of freedom that was spoke about, um, particularly online, was something I really resonated with. And I was like, I think due to society um I thought partially I probably had some issues around um like um 
hereditary, not hereditary, that's the wrong word, but like past generations that the word free to me just meant something a bit different. Um, having had having come from a slavery family, my surname is definitely a slavery from um surname, for example. So I think I had a very different relation with the word, but now it's interesting, three years on, still single. <laughs> so the free still represents that, but actually I do feel freer than I did now, than I did then. And I think what my uh, feelings around freedom actually are is about um, now that I work for myself, that has given me a level of freedom that I hadn't really been bothered about before. I think that was the thing, actually. I, at the time, was like, Oh, because everyone thinking they were really free. And actually with most bits of freedom comes like there's a payoff for it or there's a trade-off. And I think you could become free in some ways, but you become maybe not so free in other ways. And because I didn't know any different, I didn't see working for someone else as a trapment on my freedom. But um, now that I've changed and I'm self-employed, my life has, I do feel free in terms of like where I work, when I work, who I work with. And that combined with still being single I mean yeah I definitely think that is like freedom free 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 flying around but do I think free is great mm, not necessarily sure about that <laughs> mm, yeah I know I I'm similar to you I've my attitude relationship with the word has changed um I think if someone said to me like a year ago like you've got the option to drop free from the title that kind of would have appealed to me mm-hmm. not because I am not single anymore but more just I think I then started to associate free with um the sort of money element you know the getting things for free and it sort of felt um a bit not degraded but you know that that's sort of where my relationship went with it which is odd but I think it's because I focus a lot on my relationship with money so that's where I was making that connection um and and then we've had the discussion haven't we like you know does it affect us coming up on searches and stuff because free sometimes is always flagged isn't it so from that that sort of point of view but yeah I think um I do feel free within my life um and I think um what's been interesting is um and, and we'll kind of talk about that but obviously when um we started recording the podcast Brexit had been voted so we voted to leave the EU in in this country uh, but it hadn't happened yet and um, it's now happened it's now come into place and that's taken away a lot of my personal freedom that I Mm. feel with my ability to travel Europe so that's where I'm kind of moving into with my freedom and the word free Um, my ability to move around the world which is an important thing to me is as in terms of who I am and my growth and what I enjoy um so yeah that that's been a an interesting kind of move and I think what's interesting is you wouldn't be the only one I think even just last year in general meant in terms of being free to travel that probably wouldn't have been something that was even something you'd considered three years ago because Mm. your travel you know as someone with a British passport you're probably pretty lucky about how far you can travel free and wide and definitely the level of restrictions we have is pretty small compared to some other countries for example so I think it wasn't something many people have been conscious of but now it's become um, uh, something that we are now much more conscious of and I think that's the thing the lesson I've learned about freedom actually is you know sometimes we don't even realize how we are free until it's taken away 
Mm. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think it's it's an interesting topic, and um, you know, we like to think we have a diverse audience here, and I think everyone will have different opinions and views on on that word. So. So yes, so sort of moving on to um, the core of, of this episode. So maybe let's start off briefly with where the world was in 2018 <laughs> and where it is now. There's an obvious one, COVID. Um, and I think that sort of um, affects a lot of other things as well, like just the simple things like working from home and, you know, all like we've just said travel and all those things. But it is crazy to think that when we began the podcast, I don't think me or Sherelle would ever have thought in our lifetime there would be a pandemic like there has been and still is. Um, And it's just kind of odd to reflect on that, really. Um, It's also a real big marker. And I've seen especially when we were trying to look back, you're not going to forget 2020. Like the difference between life 2019 to 2021, I feel are so obvious. Mm. Whereas actually like, or even like 2020 to 2021, but between like 18 and 19, 19, I'm like, what happened? Like I actually had to really think and I thought it sort of proves it's like, it will be, I think, a bit of a timestamp in the future for so many people about actually how life changed. And I think very few people will go back to it being ever what it was before for many people life will not be the same yeah I was discussing this with my partner we said that everyone has changed whether they like it or not because Mm. you've been made to like change your lifestyle and that naturally brings things up in people doesn't it um so yeah we kind of we kind of lost Trump but gained a pandemic in (laughs) the space of a year so obviously you know when we're recording this Biden's in power we're in England but um we're you know very affected by American politics as you know our I suppose countries are best friends um especially um if you watch things like Notting Hill (laughs) it always makes me think of that Trump was like (laughs) the mean guy from America Notting Hill but yeah so obviously that was a weird time when we started recording me and Shirelle we talk about topics you know like um white privilege and feminism and and you know women's rights and things and the, there was this like crazy guy in power in in you know one of the most powerful countries in the world and so that's changed and obviously for the better in my own humble opinion um like I mentioned Brexit that's all different and uh, I think it may be one of those things that people didn't realize the the actual effect it's gonna have um especially with COVID because people haven't been able to travel as freely so I think when people start to they'll be like oh I think this is different I think one of the biggest things about Brexit has been that it ended up being massively under the radar because of COVID Mm -hmm. and I think completely when I think of the changes I've noticed, it's more because of like being a business owner. And so lots of conversations around like, just in my world, some circles I'm in around like importing and exporting and a few things like that, where it started to bring up issues. But I think so many things that like an actual day-to-day British person is not even aware of what Brexit's done because it, some of the things even around like, um, I think some of the issues we had like with drivers, for example, with lorries, it's like, we blamed it all on COVID, but it's like, actually there are, 
there are some issues that are because of Brexit. And so actually COVID has just been like covering up for a lot of Brexit stuff. So I think that in terms of the changes we see, we're going to continue to see them this year mm. and actually realise it's because of Brexit rather than thinking it's because COVID. of everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really interesting. I think some people have got away with some stuff and then some things are going to come out in a few years' time and... Yeah, that is, that is very, very true. Um, and the other big sort of, I suppose, change in terms of movement. So um, Black Lives Matter as an organisation um, began, you know, nearly 10 years ago in 2013 um, and was very much um, not on people's radar as much as it is now. And, and the big thing um, that happened in 2020 was the murder of George Floyd and that really kind of as a movement brought it to the forefront um, of let's say the 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 masses um, and I think a lot of people think I know quite a few people who think that Black Lives Matter started because of the George Floyd but it was it's, it had been there seven years prior to that so that's a big change in terms of uh, protesting and you know um, I suppose a mixture of mainly Gen Z and millennials um, really looking at, situ- at, at um, areas such as racism um, such as you know the gender gaps within different areas um, and things like that um, I you have to be careful because I think things have moved forward, even in terms of like LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. and using pronouns and transgender um, stigmas kind of being softened and things like that. But I wonder sometimes if that's just the bubble that I'm in. So I'm kind of like trying not to be naive to that in that I think the world's changed when actually it may just be that the people I surround myself with, the media I read and stuff, it feels like it has but, yeah, because I yeah. was going to say that I think diversity issues as a whole have improved. I don't. Mm. Think, I wouldn't say you know they're not where they should be. They're not amazing, etc. But I I would say they've changed. I think I think even to say because the media, you know, I think when we think about like putting our pronouns has become it's become more and more standard on like a number of social media platforms, for example. Yeah, that is definitely a move in the right direction that says that change that did not exist three years ago. Like there was there was no way three years ago I'd have been like, oh, I'm going to put my pronouns and stuff. So I definitely think movement ha- has been made. Um, like you said, I think it's easy to feel it more in certain circles. And I think um, I definitely would say that, you know, I think Black Lives Matter, there were some big leaps forward. There's probably been a bit, a few shuffles back, I would say from some mm. organizations. But I think as a whole, I would say diverse issues across the board seems to have at least taken some steps forward. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I think something tangible like the pronoun button mm-hmm. or area on a social media platform is like a really good way of measuring that, isn't it? You know, um, so that's, yeah, really interesting. Anything other globally that you want to add to that? So I don't know if it's global, but one of the things I definitely, uh, well, the two things I definitely thought about, which was one as, as podcasters, was the rise of podcasts, and I think actually mm. COVID did it, did it a great job because when we started the podcast, I remember trying to teach people how to like download it or how to listen to one. I was like, you need to go to this app, blah blah blah, and they definitely have grown in popularity and in the amount that exists now, and I think that's a really um, was an interesting media format that definitely has changed and definitely has picked up, and we're not seen as such weirdos as when we first started 
<laughs> yeah. And then another thing that I was reflecting back on was really about the sort of level of uh, org- organizations, communities, brands, etc., that are now supporting women in money. And I really mm. I thought about it because I was like, actually, in 2018, I remember, you know, I remember I had a passion about women needing to improve their money for quite a while. And it definitely, particularly in Britain, still wasn't something that was talked about that much. And there's a few people popping up. And now, given like the amount of books I get sent by new authors, the communities are getting right to, et cetera, I was like, actually, it really has turned. And I don't think we've solved the actual problems. But now there is no doubt there was so many places to point people in, which I think actually just three years ago, that wasn't, it really wasn't a thing. And I really think it's been a great growth area. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that didn't exist three years ago, TikTok, um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I was thinking, wondering about that actually. <laughs> but, you know, for me, one of the biggest sections of TikTok is financial, like FinTech is FinTech, a big, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a big, big thing. And, you know, actually also that's, you know, there's an argument about there is a whole fintech uh, there's the fintech there's fintech there's just so much i think there has been real developments and actually we forget as well sometimes what uh the because now it's becoming a little bit more normal we've forgotten but there definitely has been strides in that area and i think i'm really excited to see what comes next because i think there's a level of education that happens and most what i would want to say with a massive disclaimer is most of the movement over the last three years i would say has been education that's what it's been it's been by on the whole unregulated individuals that are allowed to do coaching mm-hmm. they're allowed to give information of like that level which is exactly like us when we did our series it was an information but i yeah. think now the next level is actually how do we what do we do about the regulated industry to help it have a better relationship with women so that we really start to see some difference yeah how how can we make women go into banks and not feel stupid and intimidated yeah. and, work and, with and, advi- like, and work with advisors and like yeah that type exactly of stuff. but yeah definitely well <laughs> no move it just just on that because it's kind of connected we we said that um should we talk about something that we sort of wish we'd known when we first started the podcast? And I said to Joelle that mine was like money. Like we obviously did this incredible five part series, which if you haven't listened to it, honestly, I think it's something I'm really proud of. I think it's absolutely amazing. The guests we had on were brilliant and um, it was earlier this year. So you'd be able to find them. We'll pop um, it in the show notes. And one thing that, you know, it really revolutionized my, uh, approach and relationship with money um, and the one thing then that I wish I knew when I started this podcast was more about investing mm. um, because now right now I'd have nearly three years of investing behind me and I would have grown some money and some nice index fund accounts and things like that so um, and it's fine like I now know about it and that's something that I can um, begin to do but um, yeah we just said didn't we what what did we wish we'd known so that that was mine I thought it linked quite well to what you were saying so what was yours Cheryl? Now I really struggled with this because I was like what do I wish I'd known because I do believe most things happen for a reason and Mm -hmm. we are meant to sort of lead the journey and we you know the lessons we learn are part of from our experiences but I think if obviously I had known the pandemic was coming there would have been some few choices that would have made different 
mm-hmm. I think I definitely would have traveled more in the few years before and I actually had a real big drought of travel because um I'd I'd gone to Berlin and then after, basically it had a very painful trip air, air flight what's that's not the word is it airplane flight <laughs> flight flight's the word I'm looking for flight home and then had a knee operation and it had given me just a little bit of like oh I don't really want to travel and I traveled by myself and it definitely yeah. mentally put a bit of negativity in my brain around traveling and so I think it might have been a two three year gap and now mm. I think to myself oh my gosh if I'd known that then it wasn't gonna be a thing I definitely would have gone to on more holidays and done more traveling before I could have done and then also I just think in terms of would I have just maybe enjoyed life a little bit more um (laughs) having now left London but not having a goodbye season I feel like literally like would I have just been a bit more like yeah life is short have fun so yeah that's maybe the things I wish I'd known just Mm. if I'd known it was coming I would have probably had a bit more of a party before it came (laughs) yeah yeah well now's the time now you can do it Hello, Sherelle here. Just another little note about this week's sponsors, Alexi and Teal. By now, you know that they create beautiful silk accessories, but what are the benefits of luxurious mulberry silk, you ask? Many beauty experts recommend using silk pillowcases because of their benefits for hair and skin. They can prevent wrinkles, tame frizzy hair, keep skin hydrated, plus keep you dry and cool all night. Perfect for these hot summer sleeps. And when it comes to Lexi and Teal Eye Mask, they are extremely gentle to your delicate eye area, nourishing to your skin and great at blocking out those early sunrises and late sunsets, which we are currently experiencing in the UK. Find them online at www.lexiandteal.com and on the socials at Lexi and Teal. Now back to the show. And then the other thing we sort of wanted to look at was the difference. So I was saying I've, I found it actually hard to think of what's the same what like now to like say the day we started recording in 2018 to uh what's different it was much easier for me to sort of look at what's different so the kind of things that came to me were my biggest one is that I was single when we started the podcast obviously because we started as two single women I'm now not and I've been in a relationship um for a few years now um I ate meat when I started the podcast Um, and then I went vegetarian and then I went vegan and now I'm back to vegetarian. (laughs) Um, I drank alcohol and a lot of it when we started the podcast. You've changed Um, so much. I know I've changed loads it's quite scary and now I say I don't drink I don't like the word sober Um, I went through sober curious um, but yeah I would say now that I don't drink um if I want to someday drink it's fine I don't have a I'm not an addict I don't need to um not drink it's more of a lifestyle choice so um but yeah that's a mass no I could never have predicted that I could never predict to go vegan I could never predict not drinking like in a million years mm. um I was a very new queer so I'd come out like two months before we started recording. So I was like super new to being like openly kind of queer. Whereas now I feel like I'm kind of old school expert like and very confident in that and very at ease in that. And even like if anything, like a mentor to younger people and stuff like that, you know, like so. So that feels quite nice. Um, and I suppose uh, another big thing for me was like when we started the podcast, I was very much 
in this entrepreneurial entrepreneurial mindset um I sort of just absorbed everything business I wanted to be like a Silicon Valley billionaire and did all this lot um and I don't want any of that anymore um I don't know exactly what I want um but I feel like everything's just I've done a lot of healing in the past few years I've had a dark night of the soul where I had like a very low point and sort of have changed since that like everything sort of um you know and I, I think I operated a lot from my ego and I still do sometimes but I can I'm very aware of it and um I it's changed what I am sort of searching for in life so um I'm still wanting a very fulfilling career um, I don't know what that will look like, what that will be. But yeah, everything just seems to have just calmed a little bit in terms of my ambitions um, and stuff like that. Whereas my ambition was right <laughs> when we started the podcast. <laughs> I was single. I was working um, in like an amazing marketing agency full of single women recording this podcast in the cupboard in my flat. Mm. And I think when we started I, so it was a shared ownership that I had 50% and I was like I'm gonna buy the rest of this flat and I hadn't I hadn't turned 30 so my thing was for 20 I don't know would I have turned 30 my whole thing had been like oh, no, yeah. because you had your three H's yeah so I'd you? missed it yeah so the whole thing had been I want to be a head of department I want to own my own home and I wanted a husband and um I hadn't reached any of those by my 30th so the ambition was still there and within a very short time, actually, within that next year, I actually became head of marketing for a major interna- uh, international company. And I bought the rest of my flat, which I, even though I wrote it down every morning, I really didn't believe it was going to happen. So I think my drive, my hunger, living out that London life dream mm. was absolutely there at that time. And I, you know, I definitely was after it. Um, I feel as if <laughs> my changes have been uh not as much as very like I feel when I try when I listen to you I was like oh my gosh what am I doing in my life I'm doing the same thing which is a lie actually in terms of you know I I don't have a job anymore so I work for myself now I've moved from London to Nottingham I am still single (laughs) that's the one the the constant but also I think (laughs) even my relationship with that has changed I think in terms of uh I've definitely gone through phases where I've been like oh I'm single and I wouldn't like not to be versus single and like you know this year I was very honest I didn't go on the apps for seven months I clearly was just like I'm happy I'm me I'm where I'm at I'm good um I think my relationship with my health has changed um I think you know I went from someone who was at that time going to the gym three times a week that's why I had my big podcast fetish because I used to be like on the treadmill on the cross trainer on the bike listening away mm. now I'm much more of like go for my daily walks do my yoga very much very different feel and I feel how I feel in my body as well is very different in terms of I managed over the last year in particular to really get to a place where I'm happy um without it ruling my life like I actually think my desire to be fitting a dress probably at that point was quite was quite ridiculous if I look back at it and think about how much but I think that relates to being in that city life and feeling like you are measured by your body and your appearance and all that type of stuff so I definitely think that's changed and I think my uh in terms of 
how you can help and how you can change the world I think I've got a different mentality around it you know I'd started my other company propel her for three years before we started the podcast and I think my like ambition to really support women has gone through interesting ways of being like how do we do that and I think what I've learned from the podcast and how I've changed is actually sometimes it's the actual normal uh day-to-day building a relationship that can be just as powerful as helping someone to like smash big goals and um aim high and all that type of stuff so it's really helped me I suppose open up as a person and realize there is a whole spectrum of how we can make a difference in someone's life Mm. it's interesting isn't it and it's Mm. interesting to do it and we've done a few episodes like this where we say about reflecting it's normally around the new year and stuff but I suppose this is your sort of call to do the same, like just have a little thing. So we we started this podcast. We first launched it December 2018. Is that right, Charlie? Yeah, um, So have a think about where you were in life then and where you are now and what's changed, what hasn't. Maybe, you know, what what did you wish you'd known back then? Or <laughs> are you just, you know, part of trust in the universe and everything is as it is? um you know is there anything that you wanted to achieve by now and you haven't it's is there a reason and can you do anything to make that happen or are you just gonna surrender to that and just yeah just spend a little bit of time like this is your big life prompt I suppose this this week like just a little bit of time just reflecting 2018 to now um you know how your life's different and um and where you want it to go because um it feels because of covid it feels like a longer three years than normal i would say because if i think we've all been through a lot and yeah. you know there's been 18 months of a lot so and i think now is a real nice time actually like for me september's been a real moment to sit down and actually i've been thinking about what i want to do next but i think reflecting back because sometimes we don't acknowledge the changes. We don't acknowledge what's the same and we don't acknowledge what's changed. And actually both of yeah. these things help to reinforce who we really are and what really matters to us, but what bits can be fluid and what we can change. So enjoy thinking back, uh, have a look at some photos. That's always a fun thing to do. And we look mm. forward to seeing you next Friday. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.